0: This is Alex Granado, senior reporter for Education NC, and you're listening to Ed Talk. Today, we're talking with Candy Dietermeyer. She is the president of Central Piedmont Community College. Candy, thank you for talking with me today. Thank
1: you for being here on our campus.
0: And so I want to start by asking you, you yourself uh, went to community college in Florida. If you could take me back and and tell me what spurred that decision and what that experience was like for you.
1: I'd love to. You know, I actually uh, grew up in Florida, born and raised, but moved to rural North Carolina for middle school and high school. And two days after high school graduation, we moved back to Florida. And uh, I thought I would go off and go to university and do many other things, but I was not academically, socially, financially prepared to do that. I'm the fifth of five children. And so when we moved back to Florida, central Florida, there was a community college in my my community. And it really was a great fit for me. And so I really like to say after 25 years in higher education, I, I know the story of many of our students. I've lived it out. So I took developmental education, like many of our students have to do, uh, getting my skills where they needed to be, college ready, Um, I was on financial aid, Um, I worked part time, and so it was a great fit for me, and um, I wish my high school counselors had talked to me about community college, and they didn't. Um, Because at some point in that, I thought maybe I wasn't where I needed to be, that I should have been at the university, but in fact, I think my life has turned out that I was right where I needed to be, and then this became my life's work. So it's been a great, great journey for me.
0: And so you went from community college, transferred to a four-year institution. At what point in your education or in your career did you realize you actually wanted to do work in community colleges?
1: Well, you know, I think everybody's purposed, and I tell our students that and our faculty and staff that. So I didn't realize that until after I had graduated with a four-year degree. Uh, which wound up being in communications and public relations. I had a different plan and uh, which was to be in broadcasting actually. But um, through some circumstances while I was at the university with a faculty member I changed my major but I was working for a company at the time in kind of a music entertainment industry uh, running a retail outlet and I realized that that's not what I wanted to do forever and uh, actually wound up working for a, a for-profit college for just a little bit and realized it really wasn't my mission essence, so to speak, didn't feel good to me. And actually wound up my first job in community colleges was coming out of that. I realized I really did like to talk to people about what they wanted to do with their lives. And I felt like I was really good at it, that communication part. And so I wound up taking a job with the community college that I had graduated from as an academic advisor. And so that was my entree into community colleges. I thought I would try it for a while and see if it was a good fit. And then, as they say, it kind of went from there.
0: And so you've worked in community colleges in three different states. I have. And you've worked at four different community colleges in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of take us through your your trajectory, how, how you ended up moving ultimately to North Carolina and in your position now?
1: Sure, well as the fifth of five children, you realize that you have to be resilient to survive, right? And so I've never really been afraid to take some strategic risks and to really think about um, what I wanted to do and where that would take me. And it's really about been about, for me, I'm a woman of faith, but it's really about where I felt like I was called to go but also what my path was and I always felt like I wanted to learn and so learning three different systems I think has really been good for the wheelhouse of how I lead because all of those systems North Carolina Florida and Kentucky um, are very different systems how we're funded um, how our governance structure works Um, and so my trajectory was I continued to work for that community college in Florida for a number of years worked for the university for two um, really felt like my sweet spot and my calling was community colleges, perhaps because I identified with that student population. Um, once I finished my doctorate, I decided I wanted to leave Florida again. I loved North Carolina. So I came and that's when I took my really first dean's, you know, executive level position at Hills Community College as a dean of student services. Um, I was then promoted to VP, Um, knew that if I wanted to continue my trajectory, I probably needed to to go for the next thing, and I got a great call from a wonderful headhunter that I knew and asked me if I would consider going to Kentucky, and it wasn't really what I thought I wanted to do. Who wants to leave Pinehurst, North Carolina, right? Um, But I did, and really, that strategic risk of moving from the North Carolina system to Kentucky for two years, um, I became VP and provost of both academic and student services, so again, probably a strategic risk Um, and then after that I came back to North Carolina as VP um, of academics um, at Davidson County Community College, was there a couple years and then I was ready I thought to be a president and thankfully there was a great position open at College of the Albemarle which is this sweet unique institution over in the northeast corner you know serves seven counties which is um, unique to the community college system that we have in North Carolina no other college serves seven counties. And um, so again, I stuck my neck out, great strategic risk. I was there almost seven years as president and then have been at Central Piedmont as president for just over a year. So it's been a great path, but a lot of hard work and a lot of good people along the way who encouraged me and helped me. And so that's what I want to give back to our students.
0: And so you've been at many, many different colleges in many different states and I want to talk about the differences uh, first between community college systems sure. between states and then about individual colleges. Okay. Um, So talk a little bit about how Florida, Kentucky, and North Carolina differ as far as the community college system goes.
1: Right. So things have changed since I left both of those systems. So I'll give you what I recall, and they've even since changed since I left. For instance, what I mean by that, when I was in Florida, we were, uh, the Florida system was a straight community college system, very comprehensive community colleges. Um, Since I left there in December of 2002, um, they've become, their community colleges have mostly become state colleges, and many of them now offer applied baccalaureate degrees, four-year degrees, Um, and so that's been a change for them. Their governance structure works differently. How they're funded by their legislative body is very different. Um, How they do their capital improvement for their campuses is different than what we do in North Carolina and then in Kentucky again a very different governance structure and so they have 16 colleges in Kentucky as I recall the college that I went to which was Gateway Community and Technical Institute uh, Community College was um, the last one to be formed it was a, a a a kind of a, a comprehensive merger with the University of Kentucky at the time, their colleges, their technical institutions in the university. And so that was the last one to be formed. So it was really interesting to go to a college that was uh, standing itself up, going through initial accreditation with regional accreditation, um, but their governance structure works differently and that is that their, their, their presidents report to a system president. Whereas in North Carolina our governance structure is that we do have a system office that helps with policy and governance and the establishment of our, you know, uh, how we appropriate our dollars and legislative advocacy, yet our 58 colleges um, are primarily very independent. We report to a local board of trustees and instead of to a system president. So government governance is different in those three systems. How they're funded is different. In North Carolina, community colleges are funded a year in in the rear so what do we mean by that what we earn in in FTE last year the colleges will be appropriated based on that funding formula in this year so we're kind of a we're a little out of sync Um, that doesn't necessarily happen in other systems so there's lots of nuances but again learning those systems and understanding how they operate um, helps you appreciate you know the good of, of some systems and Uh, bring that back to to where you lead now and so it's been it's been really great I I tell leaders all the time who ask me well should I go and look somewhere else or should I do I I think the more that you understand about community colleges in our country helps you understand the reform efforts that we might want to think about how we could think about being funded differently how we could operate more efficiently and so that's a I think been a great knowledge base
0: so one of the things I really like about North Carolina is its geographic diversity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, depending on where you are in the state, you almost feel like you're in a different country. Sure. Uh, and, and I feel like the community college community colleges play an interesting role in that they really cater to different communities and, and mm-hmm. sometimes different cultures. And so I'm curious for you to talk a little bit about that aspect of the different colleges you've worked at in North Carolina, in in particular particularly you know you're now in a very urban center, you've Mm -hmm. also worked at uh, community colleges in rural areas, Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about how that experience is different as well.
1: So I will start with what I think is very similar and then I'll talk about the differences if I can. I think the similarities for all of our colleges is that we are and should be focused on our community and so having been at four in North Carolina I would say that all of our colleges are committed to our communities and so when i look at someone like davidson uh where i went to um, i when i landed there in 2008 um, you know that was the beginning of the recession they had lost a lot of their jobs uh, in manufacturing and textiles and so trying to figure out what their new workforce dynamic was going to be when you sit in pinehurst or in southern Pines um, or at a sand hills they also serve Hope county very different populations and so you have to be attuned to both of those and I think Sand Hills does a great job looking at the diversity of even their community and understanding uh, those populations that again they need to serve in their communities. When I went to College of the Albemarle in 2010 um, again seven counties is a huge lift for any institution but also one that's kind of in the northeast corner it isn't a metropolitan area. It has very unique counties in that five of them are tier, you know, tier one. So there is some uh, rural impoverished areas. <clears throat> what is, what are the talent pipelines that can be developed? What are the workforce industries that can be developed, so that there's not an out migration from those communities into the large urban cores in our state? That's a really powerful conversation to have in those communities, um, because they don't want, they they want industry to be there as well. They want their communities to thrive. But when you look at seven different communities, and at COA you have a, a Currytuck County and a Deer County that have um, huge tax bases because of the, the beach and because of the access of the tourists, how do you use those to the benefit? And again, back to what works best for communities, but many of our colleges serve more than one county. So then I get to Central Piedmont, which is in the urban core. But you look at someone like a Mecklenburg, and we um, have one county, which uh, is great, right? You don't have to—I don't have to think about seven counties any longer. But now we have a different conversation about talent and workforce development. Now we have to think about it—not that all of our colleges aren't on a global scale. Um, what does that talent and workforce development look like? We are dealing with companies, you know, 200 plus German companies. Um, we're also having a conversation in our community about economic mobility? And how do we help those who want to move up the ladder? Um, That that conversation is happening everywhere, but it's happening a little bit maybe more intensely in an urban core because we do have, you know, headquarters and a lot of, of things going for us. And so it's been an interesting dynamic to move around and understand the differences. But at the core of that, I would say for all of the 58, is that I think all of us truly try to focus on our community and what is the workforce look like what are the nuances to that what are the things that can be different what are the things that can be new because we want to take care of the members of our community make sure they have um you know life-sustaining wages and we can transform their lives and that they can be good citizens and make a contribution to our state which makes us all better
0: and so we talked a little bit about what led you to go to community college but Mm -hmm. there are many different reasons that people choose to go to community college talk a little bit about who the population is that you're serving?
1: So at Central Piedmont, our, our um, you know, our age has been trending down. I think if you talk to most community colleges over the years, you know, the average age has been about 28 or 29. Um, ours is now in the lower 20s, you know, 20, 21, 22. Part of that is because we have a number of middle colleges and many of our colleges across the state have that now, either early colleges. So, um, and a lot of, uh, individuals have gone back to work, that tends to happen when, when um, we're in good economic times. But, you know, we serve a very diverse population at Central Piedmont. We have almost 4,000 international students. That won't be the case, um, you know, at a smaller institution in a rural area. So we have, and we are a majority-minority institution. So we serve a lots of different populations and trying to serve those well and, and meet all their needs. And for me, going back to the conversation about how I wound up at a community college, one of the things I've been a huge, probably vocal advocate of um, is that we need to change the narrative. We need to change the narrative about what our community colleges really deliver. And, uh, and I mean that from a very good place. I'm not being disparaging at all. Um, we need to have different conversations, I think, it, it, as a counselor to, to, to kids, to parents that this is a very viable option not because it's not prestigious. All of our institutions by the way in North Carolina our community colleges are very prestigious institutions. We make a huge impact in our community and I do believe Central Piedmont is very prestigious um, but one you know those jobs of the future are not all going to require a four-year degree so if we don't change the narrative with those kids and those parents um, I, th- I think we're going to get those individuals anyway but what's the, t- what's, the loss g- what's the time gap of loss for those individuals and so for me while I kind of wound up at a community college um, it was the right place at the right time and I think it still is for many, for many individuals.
0: <clears throat> and I had a seri- uh, similar experience in that you know uh, I wasn't prepared for a four-year college I ended up at a two-year community college Wake Tech in Raleigh And that really prepared me to transfer for a four-year college in a way that I was not prepared until I had done that. Um, And you talked about this, but nobody ever told me that that was an option. I knew it existed just because you see commercials on TV for Wake Tech when you lived in Raleigh. Uh, But, you know, uh, academic counselors never mentioned it. My parents never mentioned it. I just kind of fell into it. Mm -hmm. And we have such a strong community college system in the state. Why is that?
1: You know, I w- I, that's probably the million dollar question. I, I want to say, I think it's, um, I, I, I don't know the answer. Um, I probably have a dozen things I could probably say, but I don't know that I could spot on. What I will say to you is, I don't look at it as why, I look at it as how do we move forward and what's the opportunity in that. I do think that people are becoming um, s- smarter consumers about higher education. I do think individuals are, knowing, or, are thinking about what the jobs of the future are going to be. I think they're also looking at the value, and, and we're under the spotlight, whether it's community colleges or other higher ed institutions, about what the value, what the where's the value proposition of what we deliver. I think it's an honest conversation, which I'm comfortable with. And I think as we struggle with that as a society and as communities, um, I think we have to get in there and, and sell our value, not sell in the way that it sounds, but really talk about the outcomes and talk about the realities of the jobs of the future. Also talk about for those students who want to, as you did, go to a community college, do very well, and then transfer. Where, where are we in that marketplace? And tr- maybe shift the conversation. Um, we, are, uh, we, we have to have a different conversation about the business of what we do in terms of the value added, what we deliver, what the opportunities are. You know, at Central Piedmont, we offer 300 different certificates, associate degrees, and transfer components. Um, and I always say if you want to do something, there's got to be something here that will transform your life and give you a sustaining wage. But I also am first to admit if someone in our community doesn't know everything that we offer, then we have a responsibility to that. So how do we change the narrative? How do we engage our community make sure they have the right information using all the platforms or media to reach out to them? And that's something that we're currently looking at and will be this year. Um, And I think that's an honest conversation.
0: I think another discussion with this is, um, you know, more and more people are talking about uh, the problems with uh, students at four-year universities getting loans and loan repayment and you know kind of the financial burden that puts on people and community college offers particularly for students who are going to transfer to a four-year college a cheaper alternative to getting those first two years out of the way Um, how how is this discussion about uh, you know financial aid and debt uh, transforming what you do at the community college level
1: well I would use the word more affordable you use the word cheaper I would use the word more affordable Um, and I do think we're more affordable especially for families who uh, like myself who have uh, multiple children or uh, a student needs to work I mean that that's the reality of the majority of our students many of our colleges got into the loan business a few years ago because it was legislatively mandated Then, then that was flipped back so we are no longer in the loan business here at CP we 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 weren't at my former institution after we had to be you know our board at that time really felt strongly as I'm sure the board here at Central Piedmont that we don't want that on our students if we can figure out a way to make it affordable and most of our students qualify for financial aid. We have a great foundation who tries to come alongside and help meet some needs and so what that's meant for us is that we really have conversations with students about the affordability and how they can come here and really afford to engage in an education that at the end they can walk away without any debt. Um, and I think that's worked for the majority of our students sometimes they have to take a few less classes and maybe stretch it out a little longer and um, I know when um, individuals or entities look at our data it takes students a little longer to get through the pipeline and maybe we don't always get the affirmation that we should because of that but I think when you're a community college student you have many different pathways and so in doing that, you can take your time or go all the way through whatever you're allowed to do. Whereas if at a four-year insti- your institution, you're on campus typically, it's four-year block, although you don't always finish in four years either. Um, but it, my point is it, you're a little bit more, you know, on a path. And um, I think we've done a better job of putting students on a path and getting their, them through a, an affordable way. And, um, and we just talk to students about that. We really do.
0: And so now you're leading central piedmont community college what are your plans for the college where do you hope to see it go um
1: so this is the most amazing opportunity i've ever been given um i always say that you know when you go to the next place i really loved being president at coa Um, but this has been a great blessing so it's been a year plus And we have spent, i spent the first year as I committed I would do. You know, when you come into an institution who had a leader who's been here a long time, Central Piedmont's known, you know, throughout the states, known on the national stage, you have to really take a pause and get to know the institution. And I I really love to get to know people. And so I spent the first year asking a lot of questions and getting to know and and doing a lot of listening. And faculty and staff have been really honest about where we want to go. And that's really the important part when you lead. It's not about where I want to go. It's not about my vision. Um, it's our community and it's our college. And so they really want to focus on retention and completion, which is a great sweet spot for us. And uh, so we've got kind of four pillars of work that we've started that we've will kind of we already started unfolding. The first is really a fl- reflection using some national partners in Aspen and ATD to come in and take a really long lens, deep dive view about all the things that we've taken on in terms of national reform, um, sift through that with us um, hear our voices, but let them look at our data and say, how how we done? And then what's next in that in that body and scope of work for retention and completion so that we can move the needle, right? And we can continue to do the right thing for our community and for our students. The second is looking at our community and engagement plan, really marketing. Um, are we leveraging the brand of Central Piedmont the way we should? Are we reaching all the audiences that we should? Um, and so we'll start that this week. We've got a, a consultant underway. The third part is we're going to uh, do a new strategic plan. Our sunsets this year, so it's been great timing. I think everybody's excited about what that will mean. Um, really look at what do we mean by student success? What do we want to focus on? What do we value? What do we value today at Central Piedmont? What do we value today given the conversations in our community around economic mobility? What do we value today based on being a national leader in workforce development? So how does that? what does that look like the next three years? So we'll strategically put some focus to that. And then, you know, through all that, we're going to have to realign how we use our our resources because we are a we are a value proposition, and so we've got to continue to think about how we make those investments. So we got a lot to do, um, but our number one focus will be on our students, and everything. Every decision we make will be: is this the right decision for our students? Is this in the best interest of the college? But really, what we mean to our community.
0: And so we've kind of talked generally about the challenges that you may face here at community college community colleges face generally but you know in trying to implement the vision Mm -hmm. for Central Piedmont what are some of the challenges you see and how do you plan to address them?
1: Well I think always trying to figure out um, the right mix of programming to meet the workforce and labor demands those are ever-shifting and ever-changing and um, moving as quickly as we need to I think community colleges are do that really well and we're going to have to do it even better than we've ever done it before um, i know there's a lot of question about what the jobs of the future will be i've read a lot of research about what what will the workforce look like in 2030 a lot of conversations about artificial intelligence um, and we still have we still have to take care of people you know uh, we're in the we're in the human development business, and so, regardless of what those future technologies look like for the workforce, we have to decide and train people for the jobs that will require you know human capacity. And so being able to do that flexibly and as we move forward, um, I think many of my colleagues would say um, resources are always an issue, and uh, of course. Uh, resources are always an issue and whether we are appropriated what we need or can we use more and the flexibility of the resources we get um, I'm all in with that I think the flexibility that we get for the resources and appropriations um, is certainly still a need Um, we could certainly use um, some resources to meet some of our student success initiatives across the system but it also, for us at Central Piedmont, is going to be look at how we u- currently use the resources, making sure we're maximizing those and putting them in the right place for the, for the programs that we need. So I think always the challenge is what's, what's the new labor market demand and workforce demand? And talking to our stakeholders out there, that'll be part of our strategic plan, is listening to what our community and our businesses and our manufacturers, what, what do they need and where are they going? And we have to not follow with them. We have to be with them right next to them and helping lead that conversation so that we can uh, provide the talent that they need. So that's really the focus and the challenge because it's changing quicker than I think it has in the marketplace of higher ed probably ever um, in my service over the last 25 years.
0: There are big differences in the ways that uh, philanthropy plays out at the traditional college and university system and in the community college system. Can you talk a little bit about the differences and the challenges that might present for the community college system?
1: Sure. I think many of our community colleges have great philanthropic partners. Um, Many donors, especially at the community college, want to talk scholarships. And when we kind of press on that a little bit and try to engage philanthropic partners about what they mean by that, they want to see the end. They want to see a good outcome, right? So back to that conversation about retention and completion that faculty and staff want to focus on. So how do you marry those things in the 21st century when we're talking about a different platform and a real different environment of what we're being challenged and asked to do when we talk about talent development and workplace uh, or a workforce pipeline? Everything's not gonna require a two-year degree. And so our philanthropic partners who wanna engage in completion, and really how do they wanna engage in making a difference in our communities, right? And in the workforce of the future or really of the next three to five years everything's not going to require a four-year degree. We've talked about that. Everything's really not going to require a two-year degree. And even those of us in community colleges, we have to get our hearts and minds around that. So is it a one-year diploma? Is it a certificate? Is it a short-term training, such as truck driver training that only takes, you know, eight to 10, 12 weeks, whatever it takes, um, depending upon how we put that together? That's a, that, that's a sustainable wage for a family yet a we need our philanthropic partners to be open to there are multiple pathways to success for every student success is different and we've I think we've engaged our philanthropic partners in a good way to say you know what are your interests and here are the needs and we have been able to have those conversation and bridge the gaps I think it would be great if we could do it on a much larger scale for all of our colleges in the system. Because that's where it meets. That's where the financial need um, doesn't always happen. So sometimes on those short-term certificates, perhaps they're not a curriculum program through a ConEd program. We've had a lot of conversations about trying to make sure that we have access to federal dollars to make that happen. Well, even if that happens. Uh, Sometimes if a student doesn't qualify, we still they might not be able to put all that together. So working with our philanthropic partners to get them to understand it's, it's, it's success today and transformation of life today for sustainable wage looks different than it did when we talked to them maybe three to five years ago. Um, so I think we've done a good job. I think we still have to work at that. And, and part of that is just helping people understand that the workforce is changing and, and helping them see it differently uh, than perhaps you know it, it looked 10 years ago or 25 years ago.
0: Candy, thank you so much for talking with me.
1: Thank you for having me and thank you for being on our campus.
0: We've been talking with Candy Dietermeyer. She is the president of Central Piedmont Community College. And I'm Alex Granados, Senior Reporter for Education N C and you've been listening to Ed Talk. Thanks for listening.